is such a scary word. St. Jude takes care of absolutely everything. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. St. Jude allowed me to focus on being a mom to Bryce. And sometimes I'm just in awe of the impact St. Jude has, not only on this community, but the world. St. Jude is uniquely positioned to advance the cures of pediatric cancer, I think better than any other institution in the world. The contributions make a big difference. Donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. We have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in to a Thursday edition of the show here on The Ticket Radio Network. Cade Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on The Ticket, 953theticket.com. Streaming online at the TuneIn app as well by searching for KDA. You can also find us uh, Facebook and Twitter at The Ticket Radio. Instagram, it's The Ticket Radio Network, where you can find us there. Uh, coming up on the show today, we'll uh, check in on everything going on right now at the Old Course for the 150th Open Championship. Uh, we'll check in on the latest in the Big 12 Media Days, uh, what's going on in the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, some college news, and kind of anything and everything uh, over the course of the next hour or so here on the show. But right now, Andrew Bowen will get us caught up with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. The 2022-23 Sunbelt Conference schedule for Arkansas State women's basketball has been released. The Red Wolves will play in an 18-game slate that will tip off on the road on December 29th at ULM. Six of A-State's first eight games will be on the road, but the regular season will wrap up with four straight at home. The non-conference schedule will be released at a later date. Meanwhile, seven former Razorback student-athletes, a legendary coach, a trailblazing administrator, have been selected as members of the 2022 Class of the University of Arkansas Sports Hall of Honor. The class, which includes football alum Joe Adams and former women's basketball coach Gary Blair, will be formally inducted Friday, September 16th. And a 6-0 lead for the St. Louis Cardinals is not enough Wednesday night as the L.A. Dodgers pulled off a 76 come-from-behind win. Nolan Arenado the homered in the setback. The teams close out their three-game series tonight at 6.15 p.m. on 95.9 The Wolf. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. All right, so uh, I, I want because we do have a little bit of breaking news from the uh, NBA that I want to get into uh, here soon. But, like, can I say, I've been watching the kind of on and off, but – I've watched the a good bit of Tiger Woods uh, along with um, Max Homa and Matthew Fitzpatrick 
throughout the course of the day at the Open Championship. They teed off this morning at 8.50 a.m. So normally, like when you're watching, you know, PGA golf, anywhere from four and a half, five hours, maybe a little bit over five hours, is the average um, is the average time you see a round go. These guys are going to go over six hours today. They just teed off on number fifteen, uh, and apparently. The I don't get I don't know if it's a USA Network or NBC or whoever has it right now has like switched their group over to Peacock at this point because they have been taking so long. Uh, and I don't necessarily know that it's as much them as it is the group in front of them, but this is like absolutely bonkers, crazy stuff here. There like there is no excuse for a round of golf, eighteen holes to take six hours and they are probably going to go over six hours because 8 50 a.m our time was their tea time and they're probably not going to be done until sometime uh after three o'clock so this is just stupid six hours uh on the golf course for this group that that tigers in and i don't really think that um I don't really think they're playing that slow. They're just having to wait on the fairway for whatever group is in front of them like on every single hole so uh the Open Championship needs to do a whole lot better about uh, ensuring that groups cannot play slow. There has to be some type of pace of play here because, holy crap, six hours of golf is not good for anyone, especially not good for a guy like Tiger Woods who's like had 18 back fusion surgeries and knee surgeries and a surgically repaired leg that was attached or dis. Removed from his body about a, a year and a half ago. Like, holy cow, man. Let's let's not do this today. Yeah, but that's brutal. That is anyways, brutal. Uh, so that's that's going to be a nice little turnaround for those guys in the morning going from a six, six and a half hour round to uh, being a mid-morning tea time in uh, in uh, at the old courts tomorrow. So anyways, we'll check more in, more in on what is going on at the Open here in a moment. But... Right now, we do have a little bit of uh, breaking news that just dropped uh, about 10 minutes or so ago. So, this has been a very, 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 very boring NBA offseason. It felt like any move that uh, was going to be made was made on July 1st. They all came out in like a 10 to 15 minute stretch. And ever since then, it's just been a whole lot of speculation and rumors. Like, there are still some pieces you would think that could fall uh, into place before the season starts. But, I mean, really since, like, July 1st, there hasn't been hardly any news at all. Like, there's been news that the Miami Heat are interested in Kevin Durant, or maybe the Nets are going to keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie because there's no trade suitors, or Kyrie wants to go to L.A., uh, and so, like, there's been that, and there's been rumors about, you know, what the Nets are wanting in a Kevin Durant trade package. But, like, that's been it. There's been nothing substantial happen, which is very unusual for, for the NBA uh, because their offseason, a lot of times, provides more excitement than the regular season does at times. Yeah. But I, I guess we do have a little bit of excitement that has been brought forward in the last 10 minutes or so because DeAndre Ayton, has agreed to a four-year, $133 million maximum offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so, four years, $133 million. 
works out to an average of just over $33 million per year. It is the largest offer sheet in NBA history. So the largest offer sheet in NBA history belongs now to DeAndre Ayton, and the Phoenix Suns now have 48 hours to match that. Um, first off, two things. Number one, I have no idea how how on earth the Suns could afford that because they already have Chris Paul at a massive contract. They already have Devin Booker at a massive contract. And so it feels like if you take on this uh, Ayton contract, then you are going to have a lot of moving parts uh, because like, you're pretty much going to have to trade off everyone you have that's not a superstar unless you want to pay just a crazy uh, amount of luxury tax next year. So that is going to be interesting to watch over the last 48 hours or over the next 48 hours. If the Suns do indeed accept the offer sheet or if they let him go to Indiana. Because the thing is... Like, if you're the Suns and you feel like you have a trade package for Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton's got to be in that trade package, you would think. Yeah. And now it's a now it's kind of a situation where if you accept that offer sheet and you accept it, you know, kind of knowing that, hey, we could trade him for Kevin Durant, then it becomes a deal of where you could kind of come close to matching Kevin Durant's salary that he's getting at Brooklyn, and plus you give Brooklyn a new star, superstar they could start over with. So, uh, like, I'm going to be very interested to see what the Suns do here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm hmm, I'm trying to think of what they should do. I, I think they should let Aiden go, but at the same time, it could – they could trade for Kevin Durant. The only problem is the last time we saw any news about their discussions was the Nets demanded Devin Booker, yeah. and they yeah. had Aiton still. So that's the only thing I would counter with. So if that's the case, then I say just let Aiton go and get a new center because, yeah. I mean, they've been wanting to get rid of Aiton. They've been disgruntled with him for a little bit, and I think he wants to leave too. So that's the biggest thing because um, there's plenty of centers in the league, but – yeah, I don't know. Either way, You're, the Pacers definitely paid him. That's crazy. The uh, the the Suns already have a one hundred and thirty six million dollar one thirty six point nine million dollar payroll for next year. Jeez, uh, it's brutal. Let me see. I, I, that's got to be over the salary cap for 2022-2023. I need to double check. Um, the salary cap for the twenty twenty two twenty three season is just under $124 million. So they are already $12 million over the luxury tax. Um, Devin Booker is owed 33.8. Chris Paul owed, owed 28.4. Mikael Bridges uh, owed just over 20. And Jay Crowder owed $10.1 million for next year. So crazy. That is um, – there's no way you can match that unless – Unless you know without a shadow of a doubt that you can trade DeAndre Ayton to get a Kevin Durant or whoever you want to get. And there's no way you can match that offer if you're the Phoenix Suns. I, I like I, I don't think so, at least. Yeah, I don't think so either. So now it uh, it definitely makes the the East a little bit more interesting because you would think this would make uh for a pretty good duo in DeAndre Ayton and Tyrese Halliburton. And you also have a few other guys on the Pacers that are interesting, like Miles Turner. Uh, 
Buddy Hield is kind of interesting. And even with this, you're not going to be too much over the salary cap if you're the Pacers. Maybe two, three million dollars in in luxury tax. So this definitely makes the Pacers a whole lot more interesting. Yeah. They're going from kind of irrelevant to, you know, could be a threat in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. So that um I feel like that's kind of been rumored that the Pacers might be the team that you know, makes the offer for, for DeAndre Ayton, and they finally do it. Uh, so I, I I would kind of be excited for that because I do think Tyrese Halliburton is going to be really, really good, and we've already seen that DeAndre Ayton is pretty good as well. So you pair DeAndre Ayton with Miles Turner, that like that automatically turns into a, what I think is a pretty good 4-5 duo there. So Yeah, definitely. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if the Suns match that. Like, I'm kind of with you, though, if – you don't feel like uh, the the Nets would even listen for a Kevin Durant trade centered around DeAndre Ayton. Then, if you're the Suns, you do not match that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking because, I mean, if DeAndre Ayton was already there, I think we're talking about the trade already. If yeah, if that was the case, because otherwise, I mean, they immediately went to Booker. So that's yeah, I don't know. That definitely makes the Suns worse, though. Like they are definitely worse for losing DeAndre Ayton. Yes, yeah, yeah, I would agree, but at the same time, I think you could bring someone in and be fine. Yeah, that's true. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, so uh, anyways, that's that's the latest news out of the uh, out of the NBA. So I guess you could, if the Suns don't match, you could probably take them out of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes because I don't think they're going to trade Devin Booker, nor should they trade Devin Booker no. for uh, a 33, 34-year-old, whatever it is, uh, Kevin Durant, who has had uh, an Achilles injury recently so I guess now it's like the heat maybe that could offer enough for Durant like the Grizzlies could offer enough but are they going to I know there's been you know talk that they have had conversations with the Nets but obviously nothing has gone too far because we haven't heard anything other than like rumors that those two have had conversations so right it'll be interesting to see if you know, we've been talking about it all week where the Nets might end up just keeping him because they can't find anything. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Miami's going to do the same thing where with the Suns where something happens where someone gets traded or someone moves and signs somewhere else, then they're like, okay, we're out now. So then I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I, I do think this is kind of the first this is kind of the first domino to fall. And yeah. now it could potentially get to uh get to a point where the offseason turns a little bit interesting but that is uh that's the latest news uh out there and then also we have the fact that you know just kind of skipped over this because the Aiden thing was at the forefront that the Knicks are in conversation with the Jazz to get Donovan Mitchell yeah I saw that coming I mean we talked about it yesterday but that's uh that's smart on their part. I normally I trash the Knicks for their terrible decision making because they make terrible decisions. But this is uh this is a good one. This is definitely what you need. And I'm hoping I haven't looked at what the rumored trade package is, but I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of picks, and they need to get Fournier off their books. So if they get rid of Fournier, yeah. that's a big contract off of there. Maybe someone else. I don't know. But they just I mean they just paid Jalen Brunson so much money. So they That's need the to, thing. They need to figure it out. You're gonna pay Jalen Brunson a ton of money and Donovan Mitchell a ton of money to never guard a soul. Yeah. Both seriously. of them are never going to guard a soul. It's gonna be bad. And and like I know that you, you know, 
a lot of people are like, oh, there's no defense played in the NBA to begin with. And that's true to an extent, but there are some really, really good defenders. And I think over the last few years, there's been more of an emphasis placed on getting good defenders on your team that can also contribute offensively. And so you're talking about two guys that, sure, they can go and average 20 points a night, but they're going to give up 20 points a night on the other end is the thing. Yeah, so. no, 100%. And they, I mean, they have Julius Randle, too, who's been kind of underperforming but I don't I don't know the Knicks are kind of just a anomaly they're interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure all right so uh we'll take a time out uh we'll uh we'll come back we'll check in on the open we'll uh check in on any news that has come out of the Big 12 media days today so that and more coming up after this on the ticket we're not ready to go to the closer just yet more of the setup coming up next on the ticket radio network Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is now open. You no longer have to drive across the state to get your crumble fix. The nation's fastest growing cookie company is a gourmet cookie experience like no other. Walk in to the smell of delicious baked cookies made fresh daily. And Crumble's menu rotates weekly with over 200 mouthwatering flavors. Including one of my favorites, the warm chocolate chip cookie that oozes chocolate when you take a bite or break it to share. And you never know when that crumble craving is going to hit and they make it easy. Remember, Crumble delivers. Crumble ships. Crumble caters. And Crumble offers curbside pickup. Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is locally owned and operated by Cody McPherson, a veteran of United States Air Force and an alumni of Arkansas State. Y'all, Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro is now open. To get your Crumble fix, head to the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro or check out the flavors you can savor at crumblecookies.com. Or download the app to check out the weekly flavors and place your order. Just search Crumble Cookies. Crumble Cookies, the home of the pink box. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.com. Get guaranteed low prices from a trusted local name at Bills Cost Plus. At Bills, you always save big with all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. This week, selected varieties of Red Baron Pizza, three for $9.99. Prairie Fresh Whole Boneless Pork Loin, $1.77 a pound. Fresh Roma Tomatoes, 78 cents a pound. And Certified Angus Beef Bone-In Ribeye Steaks, $9.98 a pound. Visit BillsCostPlus.com and like them on Facebook. Bills Cost Plus with three locations in Jonesboro. There's a monster under my bed. There's a monster in my bathtub. Mine is on my dresser. There's a monster in the kitchen. For a child with asthma, it can seem like monsters are everywhere. There's a monster in my pillow. There's one on the rug. The fact is, their next asthma attack could be triggered by something as innocent as a teddy bear or a dripping faucet, even a bath toy. 
I don't like monsters. Fortunately, there are simple ways you can help prevent their next attack. From putting stuffed animals in the freezer to kill dust mites, to drying bath toys and turning on the bathroom fan to prevent mold. They're easy to do, and they're part of a complete plan that could help you put an end to your child's asthma attacks. Learn more at noattacks.org or call 866-NO-ATTACKS. Make the monsters go away. Because their next breath is in your hands. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place, and instead of what you came for, you found a phone number? 1-800-662-HELP. What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Um, Currently going on right now, it is the 150th Open Championship at the Old Course at St. Andrews, and it is uh, taking quite a while this afternoon, which I guess there it's like 8.20 at night. Um... So it's taking quite a while this afternoon into the night there for these afternoon groups to uh, finish up their rounds, but uh, almost to a conclusion today in the opening round of the Open Championship. Um, Nobody that is on the course, at least at this point, is going to catch the the leader in the... uh, Open and Cameron Young, who went out and fired an eight under par today. I guess uh, Sahith Thagala, who is through 13 and 400, could catch him, but it's not likely. Uh, So, Thagala is the uh, leader on the course right now at four under, but Cameron Young currently sitting at eight under uh, par in the Open this week, which which is interesting because... He was third in the PGA Championship in Tulsa back in May. And then last week, or two weeks ago, the last time he played, pretty sure he finished dead last. And so he is uh, right now the uh, going to be the overnight leader at the Open going into the uh, the second round of play to uh, tomorrow. So, uh, that'll be interesting to watch this weekend to see kind of if he can keep his uh, play up. He's only 25 years old and like his second or third year on the PGA Tour out of the uh, out of the Corn Ferry Tour. So uh, he is currently the leader right now at the Open Championship. Roy McElroy, who was six uh, or is six under par in second place right now, actually had a pretty good chance to be seven under par, but missed out on an eagle putt on the 18th hole and then tapped in for birdie. So he got off to a really good start, which um, 
makes you feel pretty good about Roy McIlroy, I would think, going into the weekend because this is normally a guy that doesn't get off to the best of starts and then you see him on Friday or Saturday start to pick up the pace and then Sunday he's kind of in contention. But now he goes into Friday two shots off of the lead at six under par. So uh, that's going to be really, really fun to watch uh, him in contention throughout the course of the weekend. Um, It's also going to be interesting if any of these live guys get into contention, which two of them are right now, how that is going to be handled throughout the course of the weekend. Because right now, they have put them they they really and truthfully, they have buried all of the live guys in in terms of their tee times. Uh, so a lot of them are getting kind of put into that range of where they're one of the first, you know, five, six, seven groups off, and then they're one of the last five or six groups off tomorrow. And so because of that, they aren't really falling into like extended coverage on TV. And there's no doubt that was done intentionally by the RNA because the RNA has come out and had a lot of comments uh, about how they feel about the Live Championship or the Live Tour. So if it gets to a point where their hands are tied going into Saturday and Dustin Johnson, who is currently four under par, and Bryson DeChambeau, who is currently three under par, are far up along the leaderboard, but they're one of the last five or six groups to go off. It's going to be really interesting to see how NBC, uh, two things. Number one, how much airtime they give them on NBC. And number two, how much they kind of dance around the, the the topic at hand because Dustin Johnson did get actually a little bit of TV time today was not a whole lot but none of the conversation uh, about Dustin Johnson was about the live in fact uh, there was a clip going around on Twitter and it was the NBC announcers like dancing around the topic that Dustin Johnson is on the live tour and like that's got to be a terrible situation for them because they have a contract with the PGA tour they you know, broadcast a lot of PGA events because NBC or the Golf Channel is owned by NBC. Plus, there's a lot of regular season events that you know will get on to NBC on Saturday and Sunday. So it they they're kind of in an impossible spot here because on one hand, like you don't want to make this all about the Live Tour because then that damages your reputation with the PGA. On the other hand, though. Like I feel like at some point you're going to have to bring it up. You can't yeah. just go throughout the weekend and Dustin Johnson's two shots off the lead and you just never say anything about it. Yeah, you can't just ignore it because so, it's not uncomfortable to talk about. But yeah, so like I'm just I, I don't know what they're how they're going to handle that situation this weekend because right now they're kind of at a luxury where these guys are not teeing off in prime TV windows where even if they're on they can dance away from the topic. Yeah. I feel like they are were instructed to specifically dance yes. around it and just yes. not even talk about it. But yeah, I mean, you're right. There's no I feel like what they should do is just talk about it once and then just get it out of the way. Yeah. Because then you don't have to address it again. I feel like, but I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to say the name live. Maybe that's the biggest thing. Uh yeah, maybe. Draw attention to it. 
I don't know. I feel like there's a different way you could do it than just straight up dancing around and ignoring it. I feel like there's a better way to go about it, but I don't know. We'll see what they do. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes throughout the course uh, of the weekend. Those two are really the only guys from the Live Tour that are – you know, even in really a threat to be in contention. Uh, Phil Mickelson's even par, but like Phil Mickelson has not strung together a like phenomenal round of golf since the PGA Championship last year. So, I, like, I, I don't expect uh, Phil Mickelson to come out and fire like six under tomorrow and then be in contention. Same thing with Patrick Reed; he's even par. I, I don't expect him to 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 contend either. So, really and truthfully, this weekend it's going to be. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, who you are worried about as live guys that could be uh, in condition. But right now, the way Roy McIlroy and Cameron Young are playing, uh, if those two guys keep it up, then it's not going to be a story this weekend because it's all going to be about them, Uh, especially Roy McIlroy. I feel like, based on his comments and how he feels about the live tour, that if Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau are anywhere close to him on the leaderboard, if they're tied with him on the leaderboard at some point, he is going to go nuclear and tear the course up. So I kind of hope that happens because like, he is one of those guys that would take it personal and not allow one of those live guys to win this event. Because like that's how his comments have been so far, at least to this point. So uh, that's what's going on right now at the Open Championship. Uh probably 30 minutes to an hour away from uh, being able to wrap up most of the play there and then coverage will start back up I think at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning uh, on the USA network from the old course so uh, that's the latest from the open uh, we'll take a time out we'll come back uh, dive into some MLB stuff check in on the Big 12 media days as well after this on the ticket Tara's icing down Kobo's in the pen but Kate and Andrew are dealing Play ball. the setup continues right after this on the ticket radio network that's baseball for the first time in history the fedex cup playoffs will begin at tpc southwind august 10th through 14th don't miss your chance to watch the top 125 players from the fedex cup standings compete for the pga tour's ultimate prize the fedex cup only 70 players will make it through memphis and on to the next round of the fedex cup playoffs Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get Prairie Fresh whole boneless pork loins for $1.42 a pound. USDA select boneless New York strip steak value packs, $5.97 a pound. Sanderson Farms bone in split chicken breast value packs, $1.48 a pound. And 12 packs of Pepsi products are three for $10.88 when you buy three or more. Be smart. Shop Food Smart at the corner of Red Wolf and Nettleton and on G Street in Jonesboro and on Highway 367 North in Newport. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza on Race Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragol. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. Jim's Pond 
shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Hello, I'm Marissa Jarrett Winoker. Performing on stage takes mental and physical preparation. But one thing I never thought to prepare for was cervical cancer. 91% of cervical cancers are caused by the human papillomavirus, or HPV. One in every four Americans is infected with HPV. For many people, the virus hides inside them and they never develop symptoms. But for others, HPV links directly to cancer. My cancer almost ended my career. It almost ended me. The good news is there are vaccines that can protect you or your children from cancer. The HPV vaccine is recommended for children 11 to 12 years old, and a catch-up vaccine may be an option for teens and young adults. Talk to your doctor. You don't want HPV hiding inside of you. Go to thinkaboutthelink.org to learn more. Together, we can stop cancer before it starts. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy, feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the show. Halfway home on a Thursday here on the Ticket Radio Network. Um... All right, so we said we'd come back and talk uh, some some Major League Baseball. I feel like I'm getting peer pressured here into talking about the Baltimore Orioles and what they uh, did to the uh, Chicago Cubs over the last two nights. Uh, first off, I am on a Chicago Cubs hiatus until after the All-Star break for moral reasons because they're a terrible baseball team. Uh, and I just, I, like, I just don't – I. I don't want to put myself through it for the next four nights. I know what's going to happen. They're going to get swept in the four-game series uh, by the New York Mets, like they got swept in the four-game series by the Dodgers last weekend. At some point, they are going to get a lead, and then by about the fifth or sixth inning, maybe later than that, they're going to blow said lead, and they're going to lose the game. That's what they did in like all four <laughs> games against the Dodgers. That's what they did in the first game against the Orioles, and then last night they just plumb got destroyed because they gave up a grand slam in the first inning so it's always good the Orioles are good like you know they're good 
they're 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 they have a chance to make the AL wild card. They've won ten games in a row, and the AL East is by far the best division in baseball. So it's there crazy. you go. That, it is pretty nuts though that it, two things are nuts about the AL East. Number one, every team in that division right now, four games out for from the All Star break, has a winning record. So that's the first part that's nuts. The second part is every team has a winning record and still second place is 14 games behind the New York Yankees who are 62 and 26. Why? <laughs> so that's it's crazy. It's the best division in baseball, but it also has the largest gap from first place to second place in baseball. And it's not close because it's 14 games between the uh, – the Yankees and the Tampa Bay race. So, yeah, I'm looking at the standings right now. That is, that is nuts. Yeah. Like I, 62, 62 and 26 is just an unbelievably stupid record. Yeah. It's a 70% win rate, which like just doesn't happen in Major League Baseball. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, the, the Yankees are going to have potential to have like 65 wins at the All Star break, which is nuts. Yeah, having having sixty wins at the All Star break is crazy, but having sixty two, sixty three, sixty four, whatever at the All Star break is even crazier. It's so, wild. But uh, if they don't win it all, it'll be um, be pretty embarrassing. But like the the best team never wins it all. That's what's so great about baseball. That is true. That is fair. If if the Los Angeles Lakers were seventy two and ten, you'd pick them to win it all, and you'd probably be right. Like, the only instance where the best team in basketball hasn't won it all, at least in recent memory, was the 73-9 and Warriors. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's So, fair. but, like, that's what's great about baseball, though, is, like, you get to the postseason and the best team can lose in the, in the first DS round, or yeah. the CS or World Series, whatever. So, uh, there you baseball. go. The, the <laughs> Orioles are good. They have a chance to make the, the AL wild card. They're probably going to make the AL wild card. And if they make the AL wild card, I am going to root for them because I love – like, it, it would be a great story. Yeah, it really From the would. worst record in baseball last year to getting to the AL wild card uh, would, be a, would be a fantastic story. I mean, this, this whole MLB season has just been nuts. All this crazy stuff happening. It started with you know the lockout and everything, and man, <laughs> I so <laughs> here's here's what I'm rooting for right now. I want the Red Sox to taper off, and I want the Orioles and the Mariners both to get in on the AL wild card. That'd be awesome because the Mariners haven't been in since like 2001 or something crazy like that. I'm pretty sure they have the longest postseason drive right now in in, in the MLB, and right now. They they would be if the season ended today, they would be in the wild card because the Mariners, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays are all forty seven and forty two. The Orioles are two games behind. So uh, I like I kind of want the Red Sox to fall off because I want the Orioles and Mariners both to be in the wild card. So yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, Cubs are only twelve and a half back of the wild card. So watch out. Here come the Cubs. Twelve and a half <laughs> back of the wild card going into the All Star break. They only need to go like have like a 700 winning percentage over the last half of the season to get into um, easy work to get into the wild card light work uh it'll especially be light work when the roster turns into a double a roster after they fire sell everyone after the uh, (laughs) august 2nd trade deadline easy money easy money yeah so (laughs) that that's the other thing that's weird because i'm so used to the trade deadline being on july 31st and this year 
It's like August 2nd or August 3rd. Maybe it's maybe it's in August 4th, but it's sometime in August, and so it's throwing me off because it got pushed back because the season got pushed back a little bit because of uh, because of the lockout. So, uh, anyways, uh, in terms of other stuff going on in the MLB, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals had an all-time choke job last night against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um like I, they were up six to nothing at one point, and they lost last night uh, seven to six. So an unbelievably all-time bad uh, choke job from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals last night, six to nothing. They were up after the sixth, and then the Dodgers go two three two over the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, and they win at seven to six last night. That is. That is horrendous. I I don't know how that's possible. I don't either. It, it, no, I know how it's possible for a bad team because I'm pretty sure the Cubs did like the exact same thing. But when they got up, I think they got up five to nothing on the Dodgers after the first inning on Sunday and then lost. But they're a terrible team. The Cardinals are not a terrible team. They are in the thick of things for the NL Central. And for a decent to good baseball team to lose seven to six after starting up six to zero is absolutely nuts so embarrassing that was uh along with the Orioles being on their longest winning streak since the 90s the Cardinals blowing a six to nothing lead last night was definitely one of the uh the big storylines of the MLB also uh Shohei Otani struck out the side last night at one point and he pitched a gym and the Angels didn't lose when Shohei Otani pitched a gym and struck out the side so First time for everything. The uh, the Los Angeles Angels actually delivered when Shohei Otani was on the mound, and they actually won a baseball game last night. So, shout out to the Angels. <laughs> uh, we'll take a timeout, uh, come back, and, uh, I don't know, bounce around and head for the house uh, on a Thursday edition of the show after this. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Most prices still down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. July corn at 694 down 46 with September corn at 602 and a quarter up two and a quarter. July soybeans at 1610 up 21 and three quarters with August soybeans at 1475 down nine and three quarters. July wheat at 794 and a quarter down four with September wheat at 796 and three quarters down 14. October cotton at 9246 down 295 with December cotton at 8371 down a full four. July rice at 1614 down seven and a half cents with September rice at 1637 down five and a half. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle at 135.57 and a half down 130, with October live cattle at 140.02 and a half down 125. August feeder cattle at 178.90 down 190, with September feeder cattle at 181.67 and a half down 140. July lane hogs at 114.87 and a half up 37 and a half, with August hogs at 109.67 and a half down 82 and a half. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. 
We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member and of... And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Brought to you by Central Life Sciences, the leaders in post-harvest grain protection. Don't let little insects in your stored grain grow into a monster problem. Protect your stored grains with grain protectives from Central Life Sciences. Their bug-free grains lineup now includes two new products that require no tank mixing. Gravista Insecticide and Sentinel Synergized Insecticide provide the control and knockdown power you need against stored grain insects. Protect your grain from monster bugs with Central Life Sciences. Contact your local distributor or visit bugfreegrains.com. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford and Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Donate to the V Foundation to join our team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now to the V Foundation at V.org. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Thursday show here on the ticket. Uh, I don't know that's substantial news, but Robert Perra is like out of Memphis Grizzlies basketball game right now, which has got to be the first time he has been in the Grizzly game in quite some time. Um, obviously, Robert Perra, the owner of the Grizzlies, been the owner for the last 10 years, but like he lives in California, his business is in California, and so he's like never at Grizzly games, and like you can easily forget about the fact that he owns the Memphis Grizzlies, and so uh, apparently he is at the Grizzly Summer League game today, sitting with Zach Kleiman and exchanging words with John Morant. So I'm sure they're talking about how um, they are going to throw a package at the Brooklyn Nets and get Kevin Durant to the Grizzlies. I'm sure, that's <laughs> what the conversation centers around right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, for sure. Uh, because uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, which I, I did find it to be a little bit interesting, was on, um, I guess, Sports Center because I saw, I, I listened to a clip during the break and said he didn't expect um, 
the the Suns to match, uh, but said you know there's still possibility for you know maybe a sign and trade and the the Suns get some assets back from the Pacers. But he did say that this probably takes the Suns out of the uh, the Kevin Durant sweepstakes at this point. So. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, unless you're willing to trade Booker, which no, you shouldn't, um, and they're not going to, then they're they're definitely out of it. Yeah, so uh, now that would make you think, or at least I would think, that it's more, it's growing more and more likely that Durant is going to remain with the Nets than be dealt anywhere at this point. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they made it, make a last minute trade, and it's kind of out of nowhere. Or there could be a three team trade. You never know. Yeah, because Miami obviously is still kind of the number one place for now and maybe the Grizzlies too and you never know there could be a three-way trade there could be a sign-in trade we'll see but more than likely I agree where it's going to be a Anthony Davis situation where they don't end up trading him and then he either sits out or they force him to play and he plays terrible because he doesn't want to play there and then we have a whole situation so that could be really fun yeah I'll be uh I'll be interested to see what um what what happens there with uh, with Kevin Durant? Um, all right, so a couple of things came out of the Big Twelve today. Um, number one, it, it it still amazes me that the the Big Twelve is all about supporting, uh, I guess. Texas in their deal about the horns down and how it's disrespectful. And so the Big 12 coordinator of officials today was asked about horns down. And he said, I have no ownership of this symbol. It's when you do it, uh, who you do it to, and the manner in which you do it. And that's how we are judging on whether to uh, penalize players for the horns down or not. So, uh, it's it's the manner of which you do the horns down, which will get you penalized now in the Big 12. Like, this is the stupidest story ever. How, Who cares? What do they mean, the manner? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, they look the at manner a player is and they're always, like, you're rude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The manner is always going to be a little bit degrading to, to Texas in a sense where, like, you're not throwing the horns down after Texas throws a 99-yard touchdown bomb. You're throwing the horns down after you sack the quarterback and it's third and 15. Yeah, or you get a pick six. Yeah, like that's when you're throwing the horns down. So it's, like, it's meant to make fun of them doing the horns up. That's the whole point. Like, exactly. I don't. Uh, you know when <sighs> makes when, me angry. <laughs> a lot of times since the adoption of the whole land shark thing that almost almost his defense does right right uh, so that was started in like late 2000s early 2010s uh actually i think it was late 2000s but anyways since they started the whole land shark thing on defense where they throw up the land shark after you know a big hit it, a lot of times you see when an old miss quarterback gets sacked or you know the a running back loses yardage you're going to see the defense, the defensive player who made the stop pop up and do the fins up. Yeah. You know who whines about that? Nobody. No, nobody cares. I, I don't care. It does not bother me. I mean, there's the famous clip of the UNC kicker hitting the game-winning 
uh, field goal, and then he runs down the Florida State sideline doing the tomahawk chop. Yes. I mean, and no one complained. Everyone's like, yeah, we probably deserved that. I mean, there was a few here and there, but like, no one was like, all right, we need to ban the tomahawk chop. I mean, it got banned for other reasons, but it's not Correct. like it wasn't fueled behind I'm upset that it's being mean to me. So where the horns down thing is like, it's harmless, it's funny, and everyone's just a little butthurt, and I, I don't like it. Yeah, like it'd be different if Texas, like if someone just like flips a Texas quarterback off every time they get sacked. Okay, yeah, it, let's not do that's that. That's very, but, yeah, very but offensive. <laughs> the horns down is not nowhere near that. Like yeah, it's nowhere near that It's offensive. just like a funny gesture, and like I don't get it. Every team has them. I swear, I'm trying to think of other ones, but there's – there's like a million different things that people do to make fun of a team in a rivalry or whatever, and it's fun. It's fun. You're taking the fun out of football. Next thing you know, they're not going to be allowed to hit each other. Yeah. And it's just going to be touch football, and it's – Well, w- whenever Texas gets to the SEC, they're going to have a rude awakening because I doubt very seriously we are ever going to hear Greg Sankey or the SEC director of officials come out and be like – now, guys, you got to play nice with Texas. You can't <laughs> throw the horns down. There's no way. There, there is no, no way. way. There's no way. LSU's band has, like, the most offensive song of all time. And they and, still get – like, they they shouldn't, but they still get to play neck. Yeah, times. I know. They, they really so, shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> if LSU can play neck, then you cannot ban the horns down in I, the SEC. No, it's very you gotta true. you got to ban both of them. It's very true. I mean, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. But I, I – I have been there at at one point when LSU plays neck. And you know what? It's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, (laughs) maybe like this shouldn't be a thing going on. This should not be allowed. It's (laughs) awesome, but like, should it really be allowed? Yeah, the horns down. I feel like it's going to get to a point where they're going to bring it up. And then it's just going to be chaos. Everyone's going to do it at every single game, whether they're playing Texas or not. It's gonna, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Uh, so that was the one thing. That, that was one of the things that came out. The other thing that came out is because I guess college football is now going to follow the NFL in the sense that we're gonna look up in about two or three years and not know what a catch is because the new rule change for the Big Twelve this year. Oh no! Is a ball caught in the end zone? by an airborne wide receiver who is driven out of the end zone by a defender before he can land will be deemed a touchdown. So if you catch a ball in midair in the end zone and then you are shoved out by a defender and you don't have time to land, it is still going to count as a touchdown. Well, that's ridiculous. Exactly. That defeats the whole point of putting your foot in bounds. Exactly. So what even is a catch at this point? How? So you can you can catch it in midair, but land out of bounds. But as long as you're driven out of bounds by someone, it's still a catch. So by that logic, if someone makes a sideline catch, not even in the end zone, I mean, I mean, I know this applies to the end zone, but theoretically, if someone were to catch it on the sideline, not in the end zone, they could argue, well, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is just going to be a whole other plethora of problems. So I don't. Uh, Football games are already high scoring. They're already insanely high scoring. There's tons of offense. Why? Why? We don't need to make things easier. No, we don't. We like it it does not need to be easier. Cause now that changes um 
that changes a lot. So apparently the ruling will only apply to receivers catching the ball coming out of the front of the end zone uh, back into the field of play. So it has nothing to do with the sidelines or the back of the end zone. So it's uh, oh, it's like forward progress. Yeah. So okay. I, so I guess it's um, coming out of the front of the end zone back into the field of play. So if you catch it in the front part of the end zone, but your feet land in the field in at like the one yard line, it's going to count as a touchdown, which well, I the, still don't like. Yeah, I don't either because that defeats the whole purpose of putting the ball across the goal line because that's exactly. the whole point. Because once you catch it, you're you become a ball carrier, and then it's by the ball. Right. So so if you catch it, and I guess any part of your body when you catch it is in the end zone, but you get shoved out of the end zone by a defender to like the one or two yard line, it's going to count as a touchdown. So here's, if they had one, if it was like one foot's in the end zone and one foot's out of the end zone, like in the field of play, then I would understand what they're saying. I would understand tweaking that a little bit. Still kind of weird because it's mm -hmm. by, been by the ball forever. But... That just doesn't make sense because, I mean, if you're in a – take the Clemson-Alabama game at the end of the game where they threw it to Hunter Renfro, that's a touchdown before he lands. And the landing was like the most crucial part because he yeah. got his toes in. So that's crazy. I don't like that at all. That is, yeah, stupid. Uh, by the way, some breaking NBA news. The Suns are expected to match the Pacers' offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton and have not shown any interest in negotiating a sign-and-trade. Wow. So that is – <laughs> I did not expect that. All right. I did not expect that Let at the all. games begin. I thought DeAndre Ayton was, was gone for sure. So, all right, that does it for us. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning, 7 to 10, the front row with Budrow. No Red Wolf roll call, 10, or 12 to 2, the workday red zone. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. So, until then, for Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.